A dream you dream alone is only a dream. A dream you dream together is reality. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Let's visualize and make it happen. Hey! Hey! Oh, you look so pretty. How are you doing? Good. Let me just make this big. Of course. Why your hair so long? Oh, I know. I know. It's been honestly a long time since I cut it, uh -huh. but the ends are, they need to go. <laughs> it's beautiful. Looks so healthy. Thank you very much. I have really been trying to like minimize how much I'm washing it. And I think that that's made a difference. What's like with conditioner. Totally. Just to not dry it out. Mm -hmm, exactly. What's your routine? What do you do? Um, it's pretty minimal, honestly. I'll just, I have like a purple shampoo that I buy from Target and then like use that at the top of the week and then try and make it like mm, four or five days without like uh, shampooing it again. Mm -hmm. And then probably by the fifth day, I'll need to do it. But I'll, I'll throw some dry shampoo in there. A lot of dry shampoo. Yeah, I know, especially with long hair too. It takes so long. Oh, I hate doing <laughs> now I've been like consistently working out, so mm -hmm. I'm like sweaty and gross, and oh, I'm yeah. and like cleaning it every day. Mm -hmm. Every day when it gets a little dryer out, I'm like, okay, I'll see you in 30 minutes because it just. But you, I mean, you have really long hair too, so you must feel the same way. Yeah, I do. I just cut it a couple months ago because I, like you, the ends were so crazy. And, but I just love my long hair. It's a piece of my personality and how I like to look. And I feel like it fulfills Chloe. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I, I look gross with short hair. Some girls can pull it off, but not me. You think so? I feel like you have a great face shape for short hair. You know, I have a pumpkin face. It's very round. <laughs> It's always how we see ourselves because okay. like I think you would look great with short hair but I feel the same way about myself I cut it like maybe to here like two years ago and that was like oh no it's too short and now I'm like down to my butt again so yeah so tell people about who you are <sighs> okay I'm I'm Alex Harper I am a photographer actress based out of Los Angeles. I've lived here for about 10 years, um, but I specialize in a lot of editorial photography. So magazines or album art, um, but portraits are like my favorite type of photography to do. So that's a little bit about me. I didn't realize you're an actress too. Yeah, I moved out here um, end of 2011 and went to a small acting college in uh, Hollywood. And then um, I got my BFA like three years later. And I've sort of been doing both ever since, but I've really, um, since graduating, spent a lot of time with the photography aspect, but it's been really nice to be able to like toggle back and forth between the two because one is so, about you and the other is so about another person does that make sense yeah totally. so it's nice to have a mix of both mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what so everybody who's listening we've never met before alex and i have just been communicating through email and through text and alex something that made me like you even though we've never met 
is the way that you communicate. You're just so easy and normal and real. Whereas a lot of photographers that I deal with, they expect me to know who they are and they act like they're Steven Mizell and I've never heard of them before. <laughs> and I treat everyone the same. Humans are humans to me and you're just such a breath of fresh air. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, we, I feel like we've all worked with people on set where we're like, oh, never again. That was, I didn't like that experience. And so I've worked with enough people who I've walked away feeling like, oh, that was awesome. I loved working with them that I, I want everyone to feel that way about me. Like I want it, every part of this is so collaborative. None of this can be done with just one of us. So it is sort of weird when you interact with those people who are like, I don't even know a word to describe them, but you're just like, once was enough. Thank you so much. But I, I really appreciate that because I hope that everyone feels that way after talking to me because that's like, that's so important. I heard once it's like, uh, people will forget like what you said to them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And I, that's so true. Like you, you never forget how someone makes you feel. So my Angela said that. Oh, well, a great speaker. There we go. A great, a great woman. Yeah. And how did you get into photography? That a love or a passion you had as a kid that just kind of evolved? What happened? Um, so my mom is a graphic designer photographer. Um, I was born and raised uh, in Minneapolis, like Twin Cities area, and then moved shortly after to Madison. Um, but there's just so much life and art in, in both of those cities that you might not initially expect. So my mom, I always looked up to her. She's like such a cool artist. Um, so I learned a lot from her. She actually did a lot of film photography when I was growing up. And then um, I took some film photo classes in high school, kind of like what everybody does. And then moved out here, really shifted my focus to uh, acting. And then um, kind of started to fall back into photos naturally um and it just has kind of been going ever since so i'll i'll put it all on my mom i'll say she was she was the main reason why I'll give credit. <laughs> what is your creative process like i know for all creatives it's similar but a little bit different when you i'm sure with acting and photography it's a bit different in terms of how you come to your ideas but can you walk us through that yeah i I wish I had a more concise answer for you than probably the long-winded answer I'm about to give you, but it, it sort of changes every time. I think there was a period of my like artistic life where I thought like, oh, I don't want to rush anything. I don't want to push anything. Um, I don't want to force any idea, but that mindset almost like stalled everything. So it was like nothing was coming if I just if I just sort of let myself be lazy with it. So um, now I, I always am trying to ingest different kinds of art, like music or photos or, or um, paintings or lit movies, like anything. And then um, just always having my brain going of like, oh, that could be something, or I really liked that, or this song made me feel this way, I'd like to see a photo like that or whatever. 
Um, and so allowing that inspiration to come from anywhere has really like woven itself into my process. But a lot of what I do is working with other people, other artists primarily. So um, when you're working with someone else, I feel like it's just as much about my process as it is theirs. So I love talking to people really, if I'm photographing a musical artist, diving into their catalog, learning more about um, them as an artist and figuring out how we can work together and I can help bring them to life in a way that I see them that still meshes with who they are and X, Y, and Z. But as, a, as an artist or as a, an actor, excuse me, it is a little bit different, but that process is so nice because typically you get a script so you can, there's something tangible you can dive into. Um, so there's, they're so different, but both of them are working, I think. So do you feel like with social media, you feel pressured at all to create more, to oh, yeah. do more? Oh yeah. I mean, social media is awesome and also awful. I feel like it's great. You get to see what all your peers are doing, um, people that you admire, what they're doing. It gives you such an intimate look at everyone. But if there are weeks where I'm really not feeling creative or I'm really feeling low and I go on Instagram and I see like, oh, this person just made this awesome thing. Sometimes that can make me feel like I want to go out and create something awesome. But sometimes it makes you feel like I'll never create anything that awesome. And so it's social media can be so tricky depending on where you are when you're looking at it. But yeah, it definitely makes you feel pressure to create because if you're not posting every day, then you're, you're falling lower and lower in the algorithm or whatever we've all like kind of figured out things mean. And that's stressful because social media is such a great resume. Like I'm, I'm so thankful that it exists. I'm so glad to have Instagram where people can access me easily, but it, it makes you sometimes feel like you have to be turning out content instead of like creating art. It's a really weak, like fine line. I think that we're all walking. Yeah. Do you think it's going to last or do you think it's going to die out? I have hopes it'll die out. Cause I just, I, for the same reasons, love it for the reasons that you do, but I think it's so trashy and tacky and it makes, it makes people look bad because you can see the thirst. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. And, um, hashtags that was like such a necessary evil for so long. Like, I really don't want to do this. And I really hope no one sees these at the bottom of my photo, but I feel like they're so important, but it, it does. It makes you look thirsty. Like that's exactly what it is. Cause there's some artists who just don't care and they'll like throw up whatever at any time of day. And um, I've always admired that. I've really tried to hop on that train, like where I'm only posting where something, when I feel like something is worth posting instead of just being like, oh, I haven't posted in three days. I should probably post something. But yeah, I wonder what journey social media will take because I, I thought the idea of Instagram sort of disabling the likes and all of that kind of stuff, I thought that was an interesting avenue to to go down and explore because I think it's so awesome. And I've met so many people and connected with so many awesome people through these different apps, but also th there are definitely days where I feel like it's made me a worse 
artist because I'm either comparing or I'm not making anything because I saw something and it disappointed. You know what I mean? Like it's made me a better artist, but in certain ways I feel like it has made me a worse artist. So I know that's not really an answer to your question, but I, I hope we find a way to navigate it healthier than what this is right now. Cause right now it doesn't always feel healthy. Yeah. Have you seen social dilemma? I, you know what? I've started it. I've made it a couple times. I've like restarted and been like, I have to finish this. I have to finish this, but I haven't gotten all the way through. So it's a doc that basically reflects what we're talking about right now. And it validates all of the talking points that we're hitting. The major interesting thing for me, I won't kind of reveal too much because you haven't seen the whole thing, but the fact that they don't even let their children use it because of how it affects the human brain. I was like, oh, okay, this is toxic. This is very bad for you. And after reading so many articles on it, it triggers the same uh, pleasure-seeking synapses in the brain that heroin or cocaine or any hard drug does. Excuse me, does. Yeah. So I, I believe that a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off. I know you were still speaking. But um, to that point, there are days where I'll post something and it'll like do really well and I'll feel better. Like, oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad that it's getting all these likes or all these people are seeing it and enjoying it. And then on the flip side, something I, I really like does not well comparatively. And you're like, oh, well, maybe that wasn't good. Maybe I shouldn't have posted that. But I'm, it makes so much sense that that's like firing the same chemicals in your brain. Yeah, yeah. I knew someone, she got her self-esteem from her social media posts to where it just showed me the level of, um, if if she's in her 30s and feeling that way, I can only imagine what young girls and boys in their 20s or even teens go through. My friend's little brother tried to commit suicide because he didn't have the internet. It, I don't know, for some reason he didn't have it for a day and he just flipped out. So this craving and need for validation that they're getting from outside sources versus within is really scary. Yeah. Because for us, we have the level of discernment because we know how we grew up. We didn't have the internet at our disposal. And so there is this self-awareness. But I think for them, because they've had internet their whole lives, it's like a, a limb. Oh, totally. And like the access to the filters that they have now. Oh, yeah. I, I talk about that with my friends often. Like if I had had such easy access to something that would shape my face in a way I thought was beautiful for, from 11 years old, like that, even still now, like using them, I'm like, oh, I really liked how that looked. And then when you see it go away, you're like, ooh. <laughs> That's so silly. And I can only imagine having that at 11 or 12. That would be really hard to work through. Yeah. And just the level of brainwashing, I think, that society does on women in general. And then these apps on top of it that do it. It's just, we need to have more of these conversations that give a different perspective. Yeah, man. Social media. (laughs) A blessing and a curse. Oh, totally. I, I think that all the time. I think Like it's so, you never know who's watching, which is exciting. Like it's so 
I know that Instagram has helped me book jobs that maybe they wouldn't have heard of me in another way, or I'm not represented. So this, um, using social media is such a good resume for me. Like people are really seeing my work who normally wouldn't. Um, but on the flip side of that, it's like, how much time can you spend on Instagram a day? <laughs> Cause I've really tested that limit and it's a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do anything where you limit yourself when you find yourself trying to get addicted or looking on it too much? Do you say, okay, oh, yeah. it. but it, that only helped me for like a week. It was like, Oh, I'll put an hour limit on Instagram. And then it would be like 11 o'clock and it would say you have five minutes left and at first you're like oh I, I gotta get off my phone I gotta get off my phone but then after a while you're like okay dismiss so I've just had to start like self-policing because getting the the limit was not enough apparently yeah I think that's what we all have to do for sure just for so going back to the creative process who are your inspirations or whose work do you really love from any medium sure oh um i always i always feel so on the spot with this question because it's such a good question that you want to feel like you have like good people that you're referencing and there's so many there are so many i think if i'm being i feel like as far as photography goes, I might not have as many names um, as I do with acting or like that side of my artistry. Ooh, but I've really, I've really been loving like everything that comes out of A24, that production company. Mm -hmm. I think that's been a really cool way for me to meld both art forms, both photography and acting because the the photography and the cinematography excuse me in in these films is so rich like you're really getting art pretty much with every film you see from them and then the acting is always really solid so it's been cool for me to see how such a great production company goes with the same actors every time like once they've found people that they like they continue working with them and i think that's what I hope to do in my career, to, to find people that I love working with and just keep working together all the time. Because I think so often we can really get lost in how serious this all is, but it's, it's fun. Like we have a really cool job where we get to like create stuff all the time. I know I'm going on sort of a tangent from your initial question, but I think um, just the levity of all of it has, um, I think is really important to remember because X, Y, and Z, but to get back to your initial question, A24 has really inspired me. A lot of the actors that they continue to use over and over and over. Um, and then some of the shots that they'll pull for their A24 films or television yeah, shows, I think they're just so innovative that I would love to, I mean, I'd love to work with them, but also I would love to carve a, a niche for myself like that. Like they are really, um, they're really making everybody elevate in a way that I don't, I just really respect what they're doing. So they're probably my main source of inspiration because they, 
meld everything that I enjoy into like one concise place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first thing I ever saw from them was, uh, what was that one with Jonah Hill? Oh, mid-90s? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I loved that one too. And that's kind of how I grew up too in Southern California. So there was a sense of nostalgia, but I love that. What, what was it? At least 80% of the actors weren't even actors. They were just real people. They casted it brilliantly. Yeah, so good. I, and I've always really had a soft spot in my heart for skaters. My brother grew up skating. So I just, I've really always um, gravitated towards skaters in general. I just really like their overall demeanor for the most part. So watching that was, one, the film was incredible. Two, Jonah Hill did a great job with everything, every part of that. The acting was great. Knowing that they're not actors, whatever that means, is so cool. It just was so authentic and natural. And um, it's cool to see some of those guys have then gone on and started doing yeah, other. And then knowing that I love my brother so much who skates was just like the cherry on top of just being like, oh, I love this movie so much. So I love I love everything that they do. Uncut Gems. Good oh, time. that was a great one. Ooh. Oh, that was nice. Uh, Oh, okay. I thought it was me. Um, Midsummer was great. Oh, that was them too? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So creepy. So, oh, well, I was in that theater for what, two and a half hours, however long it was. Like, uh huh. And you know what? I, oh, you know what I loved about that? The, the sound design, the music was so eerie and they didn't even have to talk, but you felt everything. Oh, everything. And then again, the acting and that was so great. Florence Pugh was incredible the story was great the, knowing that you could make somewhere as beautiful as where they were so creepy like they they did their job mm -hmm. your younger brother is he in the arts too uh, yeah my whole my whole family it's my mom my dad my brother and then myself all of us are like some sort of artist um and he is oh i don't know he's just so cool he just has that like effortless thing that i found in all sort of skaters they're just like themselves and they dress really cool but they like didn't even try they just yeah. like found it and they threw it on but it looks really cool so he um is i don't really know how to describe him but he's just a uh he draws like really incredibly he's like so art uh talented in that way like I can't I can't draw at all but my brother can make anything look cool mm -hmm. like I could sit and talk about him all day and I know we're on a time limit so I won't do that but he's he's so talented oh is he in California too no he's in Wisconsin all my family's back in the midwest oh, okay so do you think you're gonna stay here you like LA yeah this is home this I've been out here for 10 years now and I love being back there probably for like a week in the winter when it snows. It's that's enough snow for me is that time when I go back home and it's so beautiful to see it. And then it's so nice to hop on a plane and get back to the weather here. Mm -hmm. This is home. Plus, I mean, everything that I love to do is here. The only thing that I like to do back there is spend time with my family. So long-term goal is to get them all out this direction. Would they though? Oh, I don't know. My dad's a pretty Midwest guy. He's like, loves the cold, loves all of that. But 
I'm trying. My mom, my mom is starting to cave. So maybe sooner rather than later. I think a good time is to ambush them in the summer. When yeah. it's gorgeous here and just take them on a trip up the coast or something. Oh, I know. I know. Or even I know there have been times where I've called them on FaceTime during the winter and it's just like oh. cold and dreary and dark there. And it's like beautiful and 75 degrees and sunny here. Mm-hmm. I think those are the times that really get them too. They're like, oh, maybe we just, so I don't know. We'll see. With acting, tell me. Oh, I mean, very, uh, God, there's so, there's so many people to get into uh, the acting school that I went to, you had to write about people that inspired you. And at that time I was writing about people like Judy Greer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's so talented and she's in everything and she plays every role so well um, in those kinds of things. And um, so she, she's a big inspiration for me. I love, like I said, Florence Pugh. I think she's great. I think Margot Robbie is great. And um, the cool thing about, women in Hollywood now, I feel like everyone is starting to, if they don't see an avenue for themselves, they're, they're making it like Reese Witherspoon is adapting all of these books into TV shows or movies. And that's so inspirational to me. Like, I think that's so cool that she was not being cast or not being, being passed over for something. And so she said, okay, fuck it. I'll just I'll do it myself. And that is so inspirational to me. Not only is she talented, but she's continuing to, to work and then create work for other women. So I would say, I mean, there's, there's so many people who inspire me, but if I'm being pushed to pick a couple, I think those are some for me. I really like Matthew McConaughey and how mm-hmm. he sculpted his career and really took a stand in not playing a certain role anymore so he could be taken more seriously and uh, create kind of this more seasoned role for himself. There was just a period of years where the roles he took were all incredible and jaw-dropping. Oh, yeah. And to have enough courage in yourself to say, okay, I've done the rom-coms and now I want to step into this and I believe in myself enough that I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I think that's, that's so, that's so cool. Yeah. I also love William Defoe. Oh yeah. Have you seen, okay. So have you seen The Lighthouse? No, I haven't. Not yet. He's in that, right? I don't know. I am, I've been so bad on watching movies lately. I think, I think he's in that. I, I meant to go see that. Um, but that's also another A24. Oh, yeah. We're going to bring that back to that again. The Florida Project as well. Hmm? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I did see that. I can Now I understand. Yeah, it's up their alley. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Or they did um, Spring Breakers, which was uh, interesting, or Bling Ring. They've just done so much. Moonlight they did. Um, just lots of great stuff. And what's their story? I don't know much about them. Oh, I don't, I don't really know either than just they're, they're so, they're producing some incredible stuff, but I don't know their origin story, really. Hmm. They have great yes. Who are you listening to right now, musically? Or are you listening to books? Are you reading books? What, what are you doing? Uh, 
let's see. I'm, I'm listening to stuff a lot because I do a lot of editing at home. Um, if I'm driving in the car by myself, it's usually a podcast. Um, so Terry Gross, NPR, I love listening to her. Um, but a bunch of random things. Like I love like trashy podcasts where it's like celebrity gossip, that kind of stuff is always fun or, um, true crime podcasts are fun or, um, I don't, I'll listen to a bunch of stuff that way. And then musically, to be honest with you, I'm pretty run of the mill. I'll like put on a, a like R and B playlist and have that just going in the background. Um, I, I want to be more of like a music head than I am, but that I'll, I kind of just gravitate towards the big hits unless it's like, I don't know, but yeah, I'll, I'm not super creative musically or, um, I'll also, when I'm editing, watch a lot of TV and just have that sort of passively on in the background. Um, so I've consumed a lot of TV that way as well. Um, have you seen Watchmen? No, but I've been meaning to. Everyone that I know, I know. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. It's so poignant to today and what's going on in the world as well. It's freaky. Yeah. Okay. I just thought they did a great job in being able to reflect that because, you know, these topics are hot topics and you want to entertain people, but you also want to educate them and you also want to inspire them and you also want to make it fun and addicting. So they'll come back and watch the next episode and they did such a great job. Uh, okay. You're like the hundredth person to tell me it. So I just need to sit down and do it. It's like, you know, when there's a show where you're like, oh, I need to watch that. I need to watch that. I need to watch that. And somehow it just keeps passing you until it's like six seasons in and you're like, I'll never catch up now. I mean, I know there's only what, two seasons or one season still? Um, uh, I'm not sure. I, I've been, I'm really not sure. <laughs> Yeah, regardless, I do I do want to go back and watch it because I've heard some awesome things. Do you like stand-up comedy? Do you watch? I do, yeah. So there's another one that I got obsessed with. It's called um, I'm Dying Up Here, I think that's what it's called. It was on show. Yes, I've heard of that one too. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, I read somewhere, I don't know if this is true, that it's a loose adaptation of Polly Shore's mom, Mitzi Shore, and how she opened up the comedy store down on Sunset, and the process yeah. of, you know, the kind of upbringing of all the comics, and the writing, I think you'll love, because it's so emotionally intuitive, and you can mm -hmm. relate to every character. Oh, okay, human okay. Is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, I'll watch that one too. Mm -hmm. And um, there's this podcast when you were talking, you made me think of.
called This Is Love. Have you heard of uh, Modern Love, the New York Times article that they wrote about love, relationship? Yeah, yeah. Netflix series. Have you heard or seen that? Yeah, the, it's on Amazon, I think, right? Oh, it's on Amazon? Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, oh, I watched all that. Literally watched it and then looked at my boyfriend and I was like, we should book a trip to New York. And then I think like two weeks later we were in New York because it, it makes New York looks, I mean, New York is so beautiful, but it's, it's like, as much as it's a love letter between these people, it's like a love letter in New York because they shot it so beautifully. Oh my God, so beautifully. That's why I watch Woody Allen films. Whenever I miss New York, because I used to live there and I feel this yearning, I'll just put on Manhattan or Annie Hall and then it fills that void inside. <laughs> but How long have you been in LA? Um, I'm from Southern California. I'm from Huntington Beach. That's where I grew up. And then I moved up to LA and then... And I lived out of the country for a while and then I came back and then moved to New York and then I came back again three years ago. Mm, do you prefer New York or LA? Uh, for life, I prefer LA, you know, the day to day, but for inspiration, culture, humanity, New York. Mm. That's, that's a heartbeat of this country. I love it there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love New York. I think I'm, I love LA now. Like this really feels like home, but I've always said, I hope future goals is to have a home here and then a small little apartment in New York. So I can just sort of get away because as soon as I'm in New York, I love being there. And then I'm there for two weeks and I'm like, Oh, I need to get back to LA. So doing little spurts there would be perfect. That's what I want to do too. And a few friends of mine have even talked in the past. What if we all just pitched in on something and rotated it in terms of the weeks or the days that were there? Doesn't that sound like a great totally. idea? Yeah, like a almost like a timeshare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. I'm down to go in on it with you. Yes. I- okay. Well, listen, don't give me, don't tempt me too much because I don't really think about it. Yeah, after the quarantine, I want to go. I know. I said that's the first place I want to go. But going back to the podcast, This Is Love. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. No, no, no. Um, if you like Modern Love, you'll love this podcast because mm-hmm. it talks about love, but not just romantic, partner, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, love, just love in general between dogs siblings, plants, nature, whatever. And oh, I love that. I listened to the first one first. It's called The Run. I cried okay. immediately. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It'll touch your heart. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Wow, I'm getting so many like nuggets to go off and like watch and listen to. This is great. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. That's the point of this to share. Yeah. Totally. Uh, what does your boyfriend do? What's his name? What's he about? My boyfriend is a director, DP, all that good stuff. We met in college. His name's Darren Bush. He's the best. Um, So that's been really cool to be with someone who does like similar things, but they're not the same. So we can sort of speak the same language, but there's, it's never competition because um, it's, it's different enough. Like I would, I would never, um, 
want to be the director of photography of a movie, but I would, you know what I mean? There, it's different, but you can have the same sort of conversation. So it's, it's been really cool to have someone where you can like bounce ideas off of each other. Or a lot of times um, I'll drag him to set with me so he can help me light stuff because he's so good at that. But um, yeah, I love him. Aww. How long you guys been together? Eight years. Oh, wow. You know what's so funny? That name, huh? I just said that's crazy. Eight years. Yeah. Um, people recommended his name to me when I was looking for DPs in the past. Oh, well, that's good to know. I think I probably recommend him to you as well. He's oh, okay. He's the best. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. We started dating like shortly after I turned 19. Um, and then, I mean, I would have never thought that that would be, I never thought I would meet like my person. Like, oh, there he is. There he is. Yeah, I know it was a Zoom. <laughs> <Nana> <laughs> <Sorry. Smaller. laughs> We're just talking about you. <laughs> in and out, Darren Bush. I just need this and a pencil. Oh, and he let the dog in, so. Uh -huh. It's a family affair now. Are you leaving? Uh, in about 15. Okay. Or 10. Sorry. No, Sorry. okay. I know. <laughs> of course. What's your dog's name? North. Boy, girl? She's a girl. We um, adopted her like four months ago now we've been i mean we've been talking about getting a dog forever but the apartment we lived in before wasn't dog friendly so when we moved into our new place that was like step one i was like immediately looking on every single foundation website everything like okay it's time it's time i've done all the research i've done everything like i'm so ready and um yeah we adopted her from a farm in fresno has she so, opened her heart? Oh, she's <laughs> uh, this damn dog. I know. I'm like, really just, I, cause I've seen you post about your dog too. Uh, it's like, I just want to spend all my time with her. Like I, I just know. love her so much. And it's crazy. She's, uh, she just turned seven months. Mm -hmm. um, she's growing like crazy. And we're just seeing more and more of her personality come out every day, like learning so much more about her. And yeah, she's the best. Um, there's this great dog park. I'll tell you off her. It's not <laughs> gated, but it's big enough to where you don't have to worry if they're going to run away. And literally at this oh. certain time of day, there's 30 to 50 dogs that show up. When we first got her, I went into like crazy mom mode in a way that I didn't even think was possible. I was like, okay, we need to get her in all of these classes. We need to get her in all of these crazy things. Like we need to do everything. I need to make sure she's perfectly socialized, which in the middle of a pandemic was difficult, but yeah, I'm super down. Yeah. It also made me realize um, how many people in LA have dogs that I didn't even realize? Like we, um, we take her to a dog park pretty much every day in the morning. And there's, there's so many dogs all the time. Like I, I just didn't realize everyone had a dog. Yeah. I, they make life so much better for me. It's just my heart melts every time he looks at me, this perfect oh. creature. 
that just wants to love me and be loved. You're the best. They're so good. Yeah. I can't imagine life without one. Mm -mm. Oh yeah. Especially, I mean, when we first heard her, it was such a shift in our everyday, like what, what we were doing became like, what does she need? Right. Especially when she's that little, she's a puppy, she's still learning everything. And I remember that first week I was like, okay, like, I hope that I adapt to this because this is such a change. And then now I'm like, that was, it's so easy. Like you just acclimate to what they need. And now I couldn't, like you're saying, I couldn't picture my life without her at all. Yeah. They say that's what children are like. <sighs> I really listen. I know that raising a baby has to be a thousand times harder than raising a puppy. And already raising a puppy was like, a that was about my limit. So I know I have some time before, before <laughs> I can think about raising a child. I just said, I believe it. I believe that it's like, they're similar. Yeah. In what they do for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even thinking about children right now. <laughs> Trying to get through this crazy. Oh yeah. 2020 and 2021 first week how wild was that huh the other day this year is shaping up to be quite the sequel to 2020 like this is crazy what was your reaction um besides shock and disbelief yeah I just like it was so it was so crazy that it almost didn't really settle in until I was on FaceTime with a friend and she was like, this is so scary. This is so terrifying X, Y, and Z. And I agree that it is so scary and it is so terrifying that these things are happening to our Capitol building. Um, but because of the year that we've had prior, I felt maybe more numb than I would have had we not just gone through 2020 or honestly the last four years with our current administration. He who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, that's about, that's about where I'm at with him. Oh, I'm just, I'm ready for the end of this month to come. Yeah, me too. Um, I almost forgot what hope and joy looked like in the world. There's just been so much traumatic event after event where I'm like the fuck what <laughs> just when I yeah. thought there was a beacon of hope when Georgia turned blue a few hours later another one it was like a bad relationship I couldn't get rid of <laughs> uh, I know I know it was like oh you thought you felt joy well we gave it to you for a little bit but uh, here we go here's another adventure that you never thought you would have seen coming like it just it's wild can you believe that Australia was just on fire a few months ago do you remember? No. no. <laughs> that seems like a lifetime ago. When I like realized that that all still happened this year, I was like, or I guess 2020, but I, it just is wild how much we really packed into 365 days. It's, it's a lot. Was
being on lockdown difficult for you or were you okay? I, I was pretty okay. I'm naturally a pretty, uh, homebody type of person. So, and I, I work from home a lot unless I'm on set. So it wasn't like a huge transition. I know a lot of my friends and my family went from like going somewhere every day for work to being at home. Um, so that honestly, that aspect of it felt normal. Um, but not being able to see my family and not being able to see my friends and not even just simple things like not being able to go to the movies or not being able to go and have dinner somewhere. Um, I know those are sort of silly, trivial things, but that's when I was like, when I started to really miss those things, then I could feel that that quarantine was impactful in my, in my life, I guess. Yeah. I notice with anyone who has any sort of creativity or passion or artistic outlet, they were fine. Like I was completely fine. I live so solitary and I have so many hobbies and things that I like to do. It was all right. But for people who don't have that, I think it's a huge. Totally. Or, or when people go from not spending as much time with their significant other to now you're in the same four walls every day, all day. Mm -hmm. I know for a lot of my friends, that was like such a huge shift, but Darren and I, since we're both artists working from home, that was, that was pretty normal too. So in a lot of ways, I feel very lucky that not so much changed that way, but I mean, we weren't working we weren't on set. We weren't on anything big that, and that didn't really change for a while into quarantine. So I mean, that part was difficult, obviously. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? What do you foresee? God. I mean, if 2020 taught me anything, <laughs> it's like, don't even try. <laughs> because whatever crazy ass guess you'll guess it's, gonna be crazier Uh um i don't know i'm i'm very hopeful about the vaccine i'm very hopeful that that will return things to normal but um darren and i were just having this conversation this morning about oh well i was saying i was so excited to do something in the summer he was like the summer i think we're gonna have a whole nother year of this so I honestly don't know. I'm just trying to ride the wave and make it to tomorrow and be the best person, partner, friend, artist until tomorrow and then start it over again. That's where I'm at. What do you do for your mental health, for your um, just general well-being? Because you seem like you have a great head on your shoulders and you're very level-headed and grounded. What do you do? Do you have any daily practices? Um, I, I do find that I'm more uh, like ritualistic than I would have ever thought, especially having been in quarantine for as long as we have been. So I love the routine of getting up, maybe working out, um, making coffee at home. I'm a big coffee person. So the act of making coffee, um, has really helped me just sort of like zone in on something, accomplish something, move on to the next task. 
Um, but one thing that I've really been working on is like being alone with my thoughts. I'm not so good at that yet. I want to be better at that. I've noticed that if I'm by myself, I usually have something going on in the background. If it's music, podcast, TV, something going on. So I'm never really just like quiet. Um, and moving into this year, that's something I really want to work on is just being comfortable being alone with myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, one of my meditation teachers a while back gave me this practice that really helped me. Um, and it's just treating your thoughts as clouds in the sky. Your mind, your brain, your internal headspace right here is the sky, right? Close your eyes. And then you treat each thought that goes in as a cloud. So not gripping or attaching to it, but just letting it float through as if it were the sky. And that I still use today. I love it. It helps when I go through this, like anxiety or stress or fear when these thoughts really start to consume and you get physical representations in the body. You can try that. See if it works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I listen, I am open to whatever advice you have because I am, um, I, yeah, I think all of that stuff is great. And I feel like that's the way that I'm going to become the best version of myself is when I'm really just comfortable, like sitting in a room, just being with my thoughts, my phone is somewhere else, my computer is somewhere else, like just being Alex Harper, like that. I'm excited to get to that point where I'm like, that feels good. Yeah. What sign are you? I'm a Leo. Oh, the hair. The light. Oh, oh yeah. The mane. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's exactly what my problem is. That's probably why I hated it short. <laughs> Do you know your rising and your moon? Let's see. I could tell you probably pretty quickly. Let's go to my phone. So I'm my... a Sag. So we're both fire. Wait, is Leo fire? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So we're both fire signs. What day is your birthday? November 25th. Oh, see, you know, I feel like that's a good, if you're going to be in that sort of holiday season, being in November is so much better than being in December because <laughs> those birthdays always get lumped, like with Christmas. I don't know if you had that experience like growing up, but it, it just like, I don't know. It's it sort of better. a weird but it's still bad because <laughs> I get lumped in with Thanksgiving and it's still close enough to Christmas to when I was a kid, I would only get one present instead of two. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. That was the nice thing about August is it's a pretty even split between, yeah. I would have like my thing to look forward to in August and then obviously Christmas in December. Yeah. Where's this freaking app? Really for co-star or pattern. Yeah, I'm looking for, let's see. Co-star, I can't find it. Let's go to pattern. I know where that one is. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. <sighs> Such a simple question that I've drawn out now. How do I find it in here? I think you go to settings or your profile. Okay, profile. Um, I know what? 
and co-start's way easier. Maybe I'll just, but then I have to wait for a co-start to re-download. Oh. I think, okay, it's not, it's not even important. Yes, really now I've just drawn it out. Okay. What are yours? Tell me yours. I'm a Scorpio rising Virgo moon. Oh, okay. What does that mean? So Scorpio rising, Scorpios are known to be very secretive and they're a water sign. Um, they're very private and have acute emotional intelligence. Um, when they are, okay, so a good example. If someone comes after me or anyone that I love or try to do anything shady, my scorpion tail will wax so hard that I'll make sure that they feel it. And that's definitely true for, um, for Scorpios in general. Oh, now that you say that, my, one of my best friends is a Scorpio and all of that, that girl is the most secretive person I have ever met. She could be saying one thing to you, but her brain is like, else but very protective a very protective friend for yeah, sure uh, yeah if they love you they'll love you for their whole life they're the most mm -hmm. okay here we go leo and then my moon is aquarius oh. and my rising is sagittarius oh hey i see that in you hmm so you, so i know that Leo and Aquarius are like sister signs, right? They're like opposing. At least that's what I've heard. Oh, they're opposing. Uh, they're on the complementary side of the wheel. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. So sometimes um, I feel like very Aquarius and sometimes I feel very Leo. Everything that I've ever read about Leos, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me. So... I see. I see you now that I know that you're signs. It's a very good mix. They're all complementary. There's not, nothing in there that takes away or um, contradicts each other. They all just kind of enhance each other. And luckily, all three of those are very gregarious and positive and in the light. There's nothing oh. weighing you down. That's good to know. <laughs> I'm really into signs. I don't fuck with certain signs. <laughs> I, oh. Well, yeah, you, if you've been scorned enough times, you start to learn to ask that question very quickly, especially in Los Angeles. I've, I've even started to be like, okay, Darren's a Gemini. North, my dog, is a Gemini. Like, I'm, I find myself surrounded by them often, but then I do find myself also gravitating towards certain kind of people, and then you ask them, like, oh, what is your sign? And it's always, like, the same couple. Always, always. Yeah, I dated three Libras, and every single one lied to me, manipulated me, and tried to control the situation in the exact same way. So after that, I was like, all right, I'm done. No <laughs> fun at all. <laughs> you feel that um, there's a difference between, like, a Libra man and a Libra woman? Or, like, for any of the signs, there's, like, a difference? Yeah, I think so, for sure. I mean, we're so different as men and women. And the way that we control our emotions and just know ourselves, I think women are the more superior race because we have, <laughs> or gender, excuse me, because we, we have intuition already ingrained within us, with, whereas a man, they have 
different traits that make them great that we don't have necessarily that are innate, but they're not, I feel like they don't know how to express themselves if they're not taught. They don't know how to communicate their feelings. And um, the, the male ego is a lot stronger than the female ego, which gets in the way more times than not if we don't know how to harness it, you know? So I think with men, it's a lot different how the traits express themselves with the signs. Because every Libra woman I've met, I love them. I love them so much, but I'm sure it's different with men because I've had people say to me, like, I don't fuck with Leos. I really don't like them. And then I'm like, okay, well, have you only, do you say that because you dated a Leo guy? And they're like, yeah, Leo guys are the worst. And then I'm like, okay, okay, well, you probably, prob they probably are the worst. I always thought I was such a freak for doing that. But then I read that John and Yoko, before they hired anyone as part of their staff or their team, that they would ask and do their chart and numerology to make sure oh, they were a right fit. So I was like, okay, if they did it, then I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> yeah, totally. <sighs> I do want to know more about you and how you handle life. Is there anything that you could relay or share about your story of growth and evolution to impart? I know it's a big question. I think, um, it's something that I'm definitely still working on myself, but my favorite people are, the the people who are really just themselves and like really unapologetic about who they are as far as like things that they like or things that they're drawn to or whatever reason they're just comfortable being exactly who they are um and i think whether we know it or not those those people are always, they feel so good to be around. So I'm working every day to, to be the most comfortable with myself and just being authentically who I am because those kinds of people put me the most at ease. So I don't really know if that's advice as much as it is anything else, but like the sooner you can be okay with who you are and present yourself as that, I feel like the happier you'll be. And maybe everyone is striving to do that and that's sort of like throwaway advice, but um, 
yeah, I've, I've really been working to, to do that for myself and the growth that I've had, I even feel so much better. Like I feel confident walking into a room and, and being who I am. And I, I feel like that helps other people do the same. Just like when you're around someone who's like that and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable being who I am because they're so comfortable being who they are. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like with freedom too. If you see someone who's free, it makes you more free in a way. I don't know what that is. It's probably some universal law, but yeah, I completely agree with you. What do you think that is that makes people afraid to be themselves? Because for me too, that was a huge part of growth. Yeah, I, um, I think uh, it's like, it's so many things. I think, um, okay, like here's an example. You, you, when I was in like fifth grade, I cut my hair really short and I, um, got my picture. I loved it. I thought it looked so good. I got my picture taken on picture day. And then for whatever reason, I wanted to do another one. My hair had grown out a little bit more at the time. And when I handed in the first picture to the guy that was doing the picture retakes, he was like, oh, your hair looks, it looks so much better long because it was a little bit longer at the time. It, I don't like it short. It looks, it looks bad short. And that guy, literally, I never saw him again. Mm-hmm. He was like a grown adult when I was in the fifth grade. Like, well, I don't know why he was telling me this, yeah. but it stuck with me. And I think about that to this day, I'm 27 years old. I still think about what that guy said to me. And I think that that's probably the, the, the quickest one that came to my head, but there's so many things like that where someone is like, Oh, you like that thing. And like, you remember that, or I, I remember having a bag from limited two, and I thought it was so cool. And I went to a friend's house and they were like, you have a limited two bag. And I was like, it's super old, whatever. And then you just like those things stick with you. So part of it, I think is, I don't know, kids being kids to each other and saying stuff that they will never remember that they said, but you'll always remember that they said. Um, and then, or even, or even um, people that you think are cool and you try and emulate them or you try and be like them, like you're never going to do it as good as they're doing it because they're just hypothetically being themselves. So I feel like I'm the coolest when I'm just being me, even if that's not like cool, you, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. This is the short of it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy how those, those insignificant moments that the other person, like that teacher, that grown adult man who said that to you, it was just a passing, whatever sentence that blurted out of his mouth. But for you, all these years later, you still go back to that moment of how it made you feel. So it goes back to what you're saying before. <laughs> it's not what you say, it's how you make people feel. Yeah, exactly. Look yeah. at that. A nice little bow. Ding. Uh-huh. I had a friend of mine. Um, I wasn't a kid, but this was a few years ago. He was my best friend and I held him in such high regard. 
And there was just a series of incidents where he would try to put me down in a way that seemed nice, seemed joking, but literally it was one of those, ah, I'm gonna twist it around while it's in there. Like he said shit like, uh, oh, Chloe, you're not one of the 10% of the people of beauty standards in Hollywood, so you'll never make it. Because oh, he was, that's where he worked. That was his world. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> where did that come from? Why are you saying this to me? Okay. That's so bizarre. I know. So nasty. Um, or like hearing, because I, I grew up with an eating disorder. Um, I grew up, I'm Korean. So the ideal body type in Korean culture is a stick is to not have any curves, just be skinny, almost to your detriment. And I was not shaped like that as a teenager. I was more curvy. So everyone told me I was fat. And then turns out I hear he's talking about me at the dinner table about my eating disorder to people that I don't know. So it's like, damn, I trusted you. Why are you talking about this to other people that I don't know? Yes, I have faults. Yes, I have my shortcomings, but bro. Yeah, people can be nasty. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so I, I just had to walk away from that situation. And, you know, maybe in a few years it'll blow, blow over and we can be friends again, but it's hurtful. I still think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Those kinds of things really stick with you. Mm -hmm. Especially when either you're young and it's in your formative years, or if it's someone that you respect and admire and is your friend or that you love. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. People that you place uh, at a high value, their opinion means so much. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. When, comments like that come or even there have been times where you you uh, I've said something where like to me it didn't mean anything but then I I realized when I said it to someone that that was hurtful to them maybe maybe because it wasn't an insecurity that I had I didn't think twice about saying something or giving someone what you think is a compliment but actually to them not a compliment uh -huh. um like you have you just have to be very thoughtful with your words that's another thing i'm learning as well is i love to talk i love to like be talking all the time and sometimes you don't need to talk all the time it's like less is more <laughs> uh -huh. um, yeah and being making sure that you're, you're, I don't know at this, now I'm just rambling again. I feel you though. I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. You and your boyfriend must have great communication if it's been eight years. Yeah. But I mean, even then it was like, that's something that we had to actively like work on. Um, the way we communicate is so different. He's so matter of fact and logical and I'm so <laughs> like driven by my emotions. Um, but I think the cool thing 
was we always like that was a priority to us always was making sure that no one that I that we we never like went made a point to hurt each other or whatever but we also made a point to like listen to each other and we're not perfect at it but we've worked on it enough that we're in a good-ish spot yeah that's great um, I was listening, I forget what podcast or story I was listening to, but they were sharing that when they were kids, their mother uh, gave them an exercise where she would hand him a stick and he would talk. And then when he was done, he would then hand her the stick and then she would talk. And that's how he learned how to communicate with people and how to really listen. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> Because so often, right, we think we're listening, but we're really not. We're either just planning what we're going to say next, or we're judging what's coming out of their mouth, or we're just waiting for them to finish, you know? And I was like, yeah. wow, what oh. a great exercise. Yeah, my, my family needs that. We are like a family of talking over each other. But you know what's funny is I didn't even realize it. And I have, that's another thing that I've been working on is making sure that I let people speak. I've done it to you like four times today where I've cut you off. But um, Darren came home for the first time with me. And when we left, he was like, oh, your family's so awesome. Everyone talks over each other. And I was like, what do you mean? No, we don't do that. And then the next time I was around the four of us, it was like, okay, yeah, no one can really talk because everyone's just talking over each other. Oh my God. So my family could definitely use that exercise uh-huh that's funny yeah i i love how close you talk about your family it sounds like there's a lot of love between you guys and a lot of understanding because they seem they're different but they seem like they you know artist family we're, we're a breed so once you're an artist you kind of understand the other artists even though it's a different kind of art totally i i feel very lucky that those three are my family. I mean, we're different. Like in a lot of ways, we're very different. Some of like the things that we think are very different or like the ways that we see the world. But I think like in the important stuff, we're very similar, like very um, kind, empathetic, respectful, like that I always like really appreciated from my parents is they always took a great interest in not only my life, but my friend's life and really making sure that my friends felt important and comfortable in my house. And I feel like now in my life, that's something that I really like to do is make sure everyone feels like probably too comfortable in my home. But um, yeah, I, I love them so much. Yeah, what I notice about people who come from good families, there's values and principles instilled within them. And then in Ricochet, now you're doing it with your friends and your community and your family when you have a family. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. There's, and then even um, growing up, I had, a, uh, I felt very lucky to think that my parents were superheroes until like, two years ago. Like I really thought that they, they could never do anything wrong. And it's been cool to see them now as people, not just like mom and dad. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know where I was going with that, but um, uh, oh, I don't know what I was, what point I was making, but yeah, I feel lucky that values. Oh yeah, the oh that's the point I was making was that I thought every family was like my family, yeah. not that they necessarily, but that everyone kind of operated the same as my family. So then, as I moved away and went to college and didn't live at home anymore, um, it was cool to see like oh everyone's family is a little bit different, and seeing the things that now when I make my own family, the things that I want to take from my mom and my dad, and then things where I'm like, okay, I, I hope to do that differently. Yeah. So. Right on, Alex. You're such a good person. I'm so happy to know you. I hope, oh, we, you. I hope we have a long friendship of our budding beginning. I know. Thank you, internet. This is where it's good. <laughs> yeah, Instagram. <laughs> there we go, baby. Yep. <laughs> Full circle. Well, what are you going to do the rest of the day? <sighs> I've got some work I've got to do. I'll probably make another cup of coffee if I'm being oh honest. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I just, I love it. I cannot get enough, but then, um, I don't know. I'll kind of see where the wind. I, um, well, I worked at a coffee shop for like two years right out of college. And I think that that really, uh, increased my tolerance. So I can drink a lot of coffee before I feel like I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah. Cause me, I can't drink coffee after noon. Mm. I, I hope to be that person one day. I hope to not drink it afternoon. Uh -huh. How many shots can you have in a day where you feel okay? Uh, uh, quite a few. Quite a few. My boyfriend, Darren, is the same as you. After probably 3 p.m., if he drinks coffee, he'll be up all night. Uh -huh. um, but I could drink a coffee and then fall asleep 10 minutes later. So I probably take advantage of that. Yeah. When I was living in New York and working on set. So imagine working. Have you lived in New York? Have you worked there? I've worked in New York, but never lived there. Okay. So working there maybe as a photographer it's kind of the same but as a set designer it is 20 times harder <laughs> oh, because of all the stuff huh because of all the stuff you can't park anywhere someone needs to sit in the van and it's just the logistics of it, it's really crazy and everything takes longer to do so there were some days where i was drinking five coffees just to go <laughs> i believe it, I believe it. Oh. Yeah, but now I can't. I, I started getting psoriasis around my scalp. It's getting better. Cause I from caffeine? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, so I after a lot of reading, because nothing I did was helping it, um, caffeine and eggs, they were blocking up my liver. And when the liver is clogged, the blood can't flow freely in the body and can't clean itself. So the dirty blood makes these skin rashes. And for me, it came out on my scalp. So oh. it was just the dirty blood trying to escape. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, wow. That's great. I've never heard of that. Yeah. If you ever have liver issues, there's this book called Liver Detox. That's changed my life. Oh, 
okay, cool. I hope you don't, <laughs> in the case. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Any health things for you? I've been pretty lucky. I don't have a lot of um, small health, not that that's small what you're saying, but nothing that's like on a day-to-day -day inconvenience. Um, but when I was born, I was born with a thing called hydrocephalus, um, which just essentially means you have too much cerebral spinal fluid in your brain. Oh, wow. So I had to have a shunt placed like shortly after I was born. Uh, and then again, like two years later, it wasn't working. So they had to go in and fix it. Um, and then two years ago, actually, I was back home for my best friend's wedding and had just a routine appointment. And then they realized it wasn't working again. So I had to go in for like a pretty intense surgery then. Um, but everything's been good ever since then, fingers crossed. But yeah, I had to be back home in the Midwest for like six weeks um, and just kind of do nothing. Whoa, that's big. So an overflow of your cerebral spinal fluid. So that encases the nervous system. Yeah, so I think so. That, what does that mean? So it just creates like um, a lot of pressure in your brain. It's pretty common um, in people with spina bifida, um, but a lot of people have it on both sides of their brain, like in both, um, on the, yeah, both sides, but I just have it on the one. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but it was pretty scary. They told my parents I'd never walk or talk or not. myself. So luckily that hasn't been the case. Thank God. Yeah. Have you heard of cranial sacral therapy? No. It's a modality of healing that works with the cerebral spinal fluid. Oh, interesting. Because this fluid encases the nervous system, so the brain and within the spine and how they communicate back and forth to each other. I wonder if that would help you or if you'd feel a difference after a session. I don't know. I mean, I know I, in the 27 years that I've been around, they've made so much progress as far as like what they've learned. Mm -hmm. um, so now in a short way to describe this, they've realized that shunting long-term can actually cause a lot uh, additional issues. Mm -hmm. um, so now if someone has hydrocephalus, there's like different avenues that they'll take instead of shunting. So for a while, they've been telling me that they want to stop the use of my shunt. There's a certain surgery they can do where they can go in and basically make it. So instead of using the shunt to drain the excess fluid down to my stomach, they'll like make an incision connecting to the two parts of my brain so that the fluid can pass wow. through both sides, wow. um, which was riskier. And when everything was working correctly, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'll take the shunt. Thank you very much. But when it stopped working, me and my mom were in the appointment. Darren was there as well, but me and my mom were like, I think, I think we should do that. So now the, the problem is not no longer there. Really. My brain is operating normally, which is crazy. I never thought that it would be that way. So yeah. Wow. The body is so cool insane yeah 
I would love to give you a session. This, this is what I used to do. I used to teach yoga and offer healing sessions before I did art direction. So if you're down after the quarantine, would love to see if you feel a difference. Yeah, I'm super down. Okay. Wow. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's particularly common. I don't think it's like super rare, but it's not, um, it's not like an everyday thing. But honestly, it's like affected my life so little. I don't think oh. about it often. Yeah, so um, really the only time it was an inconvenience was two years ago when I had that surgery yeah. and I just had to like sit around for six weeks. But um yeah, I've, I've been, I've been very lucky. Not everyone has a similar situation as me. Yeah. Dude. So I cut my thumb the other day when I was cutting vegetables. I don't know if you can see it, but a chunk of my skin, Ooh. Like half a centimeter came off and it's already healing itself. The skin is growing. <laughs> yeah. The body is crazy. The, yeah. What it can do is insane. Yeah. Have you ever witnessed anything um, that was out of this world? Like aliens or, um, you know, I, I've heard of this, this parasite that uh, snakes, it's either snakes or ants, they eat and then they're led to their death because they take over their brain and their nervous system. Have you heard of this? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I believe you. I've just never heard of that. That's wild. Yeah, I'll try to find the article and I'll send it to yeah. you. Please, please. But have you ever seen anything just totally weird? Mm, I want to say yes, because I feel like that would make an interesting story, but not that I can think off, off the top of my head. But I don't know that I'm particularly observant all the time. I think I'm sort of in my own head a lot, so... Uh -huh. That could be a, a reason why. I used to think I saw UFOs all the time when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. I hope you did. I hope they were UFOs. I hope so too. And wasn't my crazy imagination. I thought they would come down, knock on my door, open the door to their spaceship, <laughs> and beckon me out of my room to come in. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah, big fan of aliens and outer space. Hell yeah. Do you think they exist? Do you think they're real? Oh, I'm super down to believe aliens are real. Yeah. I'm super into that. For a while, I was like, no, there's no way. But now I'm like, there's kind of no way there isn't aliens. I don't know what they look like. I don't know anything about them, but there's got to be something. Right. I mean, we can't be the only ones out here in the universe. No, that would be crazy. Yeah. Have you seen Arrival? Yes, and I just was talking about that movie the other day randomly, but I really enjoyed that movie. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovecraft Country, have you seen that? You are listing everything that I've been telling my friends I'm going to watch, on your and list. I haven't watched them yet, but that was also on my list of things I needed to watch. Mm -hmm. That one also very sci-fi, but could happen, could be real. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. Totally. All right, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. This was so fun. Yeah, I loved our time together. I hope when we can be in person again, we can get a drink and go do yeah. something fun. That's that's another thing I missed is getting a drink somewhere. So yeah, that'll be stop number one. 
Yeah. And listening to live music. I really miss that. Totally. We'll have to combine the two. Yeah. Hope so. Maybe 2022. <laughs> or if you ever want to go walk your dog, go on a hike or something, I'm down to it. I'm super down for that. She, I'm sure she'd love that. Okay. All right. Great. Awesome. Thanks so much. I appreciate your time. Great to talk with you. Yeah. So good to talk to you. Till next time. Bye. Bye.